0: I know that you are interested in religious things because you are here at a religious place. But if you are interested in religious teaching and preaching, all you have to do is to turn on your television or to go online to the internet and you can easily find somebody talking about some religious aspect, whether it's Jesus or God, or St. Mary, or whether it's all of these other religious leaders or figures. There are cable and satellite networks that are dedicated to religious programming. There's the word network. There's the Catholic channel. There's the Mormon network. You can find Muslim programming. Something about Buddha. You can find conservative churches and you can find liberal churches. There are those who are careful to teach biblical truths. And there are those who seem to make it up as they go. And then it is highly likely, if you haven't already got a visit, that you're going to get a visit from a Jehovah's Witness. The variety of messages in the church is nothing new. And people sometimes are confused about what is truth and what is true. It seems that whenever and wherever there is truth, there is an opportunity for false teaching and counterfeit practices. That's what was happening in the early church that prompted John to write his first letter to that church in the book of 1 John. And when you read that letter, you can notice that John used the word know, K-N-O-W, 33 times in that short book. He used the word know. 17 times he used it with this phrase, we know he wanted them to be for sure of what they knew. That they knew for real the gospel and what they believed in. Five times is where you know. I want you to know this for sure. The point is that he encouraged the members of the church to be sure of what they believed. And not only what they believed in, but who they believed in. Want to be sure who you believed in? You know there are voices, and um, that even though you may have grown up in church, you know I grew up in church. Was in Sunday school almost every Sunday until I left home and went to college. But in college, the professors will have you to even question whether God exists by the time they get through with you. And you think that since they are educated and have doctorate degrees, they ought to know what they're talking about. But I come to the conclusion after a while that much learning has made them mad. It's like my father told my brother once. He said, the more you go to school, the dumber you get. But they'll have you questioning your own faith. The biggest problem, statistics will say that our young people, by the time they could be believers, by the time they go to college in their second years, a lot of them will walk away from the faith. Why? Because they hear other voices and they make wrong choices. As believers, our faith is going to be tested are you crazy to believe that somebody died and got up? So you have to believe that to come to Jesus Christ? You mean to tell me you really believe that? And you're going, well, that's what they told me. That don't make no sense. You believe somebody walked on water? Some of y'all looking like, yeah, I ain't never thought of that. But as believers, our faith is going to be tested. When we are in the test, we're going to have to know without a shadow of a doubt what we believe. When we're critically ill and the doctor says that he he can't do anything else for us, we're going to have to know for sure that Jesus is a healer. You, ain't go, you don't have time to be guessing on that. You're going to have to know that you know that you know that I believe that he's able. Amen. When you're in a financial bind and, and, and they told you that they're going to repossess your home. You're going to have to be sure that if you've, if you've been faithful in your giving that God will make all grace abound toward you that you'll have everything that you need. He is my supply. You're going to have to know what you know for sure. Amen. When your family is in jeopardy of falling apart you're going to have to have confidence that God is able to restore. You're going to have to know that. You're going to have to believe that. That's why the Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God without faith, because you're going to have to have faith. Faith is that, that substance of things hoped for. In other words, it is, it is taking hold of what you are hoping for as if you already possess it. Because I believe it enough that I'm going to start acting on it even though I can't see it. I believe it. And what is the basis of that belief? So if you're not sure of what you believe, you will be shaken. And you have to be sure that you are taught, and what you are taught is based on the truth of God's word. So here's John and his new church. And and, um, as the church started growing, and if you read in the book of Acts, you see that the church had an explosive growth. And anytime something happens that's explosive in its growth, that's attracted to people, somebody's going to come along and try to see how they can get in on the action. Whenever they come out with an iPad, how many other companies decide they're going to build something like it? Everybody want one of those? We'll make one too. Everybody, somebody come out with a mobile phone, uh, uh, iPhone, we're going to make something similar too because we want to get in on the action. So there are people who are saying, what are these people listening to? And, and so they begin to preach, but what they were preaching wasn't exactly what Jesus preached. Amen. And so in the church, they begin to persuade people to uh, follow them and they weren't following Christ. So here's what John says in the book of 1 John chapter 4. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. is greater than the one who is in the world. King James said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So it is apparent from this text that some of the members of the church were being influenced by false teachers or prophets who were teaching doctrine that was not consistent with the Christian faith. And if you're going to know whether something is consistent with the Christian faith, you're going to have to know what the Christian faith is. In order to know something is counterfeit, you're going to have to know what's real. When you work for the treasury department and you work in the counterfeit department, when they start training you, they don't start out with counterfeit money, they start out with real money. I wanted to know what real money is. Uh, a couple of years ago, we went to the bank and, uh, with our receipts from the church. And uh, the lady says, hold on, this $10 is counterfeit. I said, no, not in the offering. <laughs> I said, how did you know? Because I'm looking at it, I'm, uh, I can't tell it was pretty good counterfeit. I could, when I felt it, I knew. Because she handles real money all day. Give me that $10 back. She said, no, I can't give it to you. I got to take it out of circulation. I said, oh, my goodness. I was going to go get a haircut. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) The barber's over there. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Well, praise God. Hallelujah. (laughs) But in order to know something is counterfeit, you have to know what is real. One of the problems today in the church, and many of us don't know what is real, authentic doctrine of the Christian church. I had a friend of mine told me, you know, I'm Muslim and Christian. I didn't even discuss it with him. I said, all right, see if that'll work for you. John addressed this issue because people were being deceived by the teaching And drawn off course. He begins by saying to the beloved, do not believe every spirit. Now notice what he he calls this teaching. He didn't say don't believe every teacher. He said do not believe every spirit. Because he recognizes that the motivation for our teaching is spirit driven. If you're teaching the gospel, it is driven by the Holy Spirit. If you're teaching false doctrine, it's driven by demonic spirit. So he said, don't believe every spirit. In fact, he says, don't continue to listen to those spirits. Stop believing every spirit, which means that some of you already started believing it. Stop believing every spirit. And usually, when somebody comes with the false teaching, it's going to be a little easier to function under that teaching than it is under truth. See, it's easier to make something counterfeit than it is to make the real thing. That's why they make it counterfeit, because the real is hard. So they're going to always tell you a little something that's going to be easier than what it would be if you had to do the true thing. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you, no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's L-O-W-C-F dot O-R-G. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road.